Welcome to Zain and Hailama's podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We hope that the word will encourage you to do great things for God. Tonight we're going to be talking about how to react to the coronavirus because it's a big deal in um, just the world. And Zane said today that... Um, yeah, was... they had their first case of someone who died in Washington State. So we just figured we'd give some info on what to do and how to react to it. For one, as a Christian and a believer in Jesus Christ, how to react to it. And if you're not saved, well, we're going to give you that chance today to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So. Yeah. Hi, Auntie Denise. So, where do you want to start? Well, I'm just going to read out of Psalms 91. And it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from, from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will, you will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge and make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Yeah. I'm going to pull up a couple of uh, scriptures I like in a different version better. That words are a little bit better. Um, I didn't really quite like that as much. Is that NIV version? NIV, that's okay. I'm going to read it out of the NLT. It's a little bit of a different version, but I like the way it words. Verse 7. It says, Though a thousand fall at your side, and then ten thousand are dying all around you, these evils will not touch you. And from my version, it says here in verse 10, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. No plague will come near your tent. There is nothing that can come against you. And even in these scriptures, it talks about the protection you have. And for one, in the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is Old Covenant. This is the protection that God gave David just for him serving God alone. Nothing shall come against your tent. No plague, no, no disease. So these are things that you don't have to fear. And I remember even us doing this uh, yesterday for our life group because it, it's really just a hot topic out here right now because it's really affecting the, the overall, um, basically the country right now, just with it coming into America. And I really, I did one video on it um, probably about a month and a half ago, but I, you know, I just really felt stirred in my spirit to do it again because it's something that people need to hear that you, this is not something, this is not something that you have to be afraid of. 
This isn't something that you have to worry about. So we just wanted to share with you what Psalms 91 says about it. And then also we wanted to give you three points um, that will help you keep this out of your life. Can I touch up on some of the stuff on Psalms 91? Psalms 91, like if, if you heard all of what I just read, there's such like there's a lot in that scripture mm -hmm. and it is important. I even told that we were doing young adult small group last night and we um I just told them like even in the old covenant where um the Israelites um put the blood over the door post of their homes to protect them from the angel of death. And even now, that was a replication of what was going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, they had to take the lamb, the blood of the lamb. But if you think about it in the future, it was a replication of the G of Jesus Christ that he was the lamb. He was the lamb of God and that we now have his blood. He died on the cross. His blood was shed for us. And now we have that blood that covers our home. So every day I get up and I thank the Lord that his blood covers my home. Mm -hmm. And even a few weeks ago, I just just read um, Psalms 91 and I thank the Lord that what his word says is the ultimate truth and I just went through it and I, I love the last verse of that it says with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation and that's that's good right there that long life so if long life is given to you then nothing no sickness no disease not even no accidents will take you out because yeah. with long life you he so satisfy you with and then he will show you your salvation and salvation is just not being saved right salvation is the word sozo and part of sozo is the, the re redemption of Jesus Christ, the prosperity, even um, the word of God says that he has became poor so that we can become rich. So that there comes that. And um, even by his stripes that we are healed, there is healing with that. There is salvation. We are saved with um, the, the just the salvation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, um, yeah, you can have salvation and you can be saved from hell. But no, there's there is a lot that comes with salvation right. and it says here in um that nothing or no, no disaster will come near your i don't know why i'm so tongue twisted today it says no disaster will come near your tent yeah back then they might have been living in tents but now it's our homes mm -hmm. our homes nothing can come near our homes and it says that the angels he will send your his angels to protect you mm -hmm. so just even yeah, you might not see the angels that might be around your home, but they are there. They're there to protect you. And that's what I thank the Lord for, that his angels surround my home, that everywhere we go, that he goes before us, that his blood covers us. No sickness, no disease shall come near us. Even Zane, he drives a lot for work. I thank the Lord for his protection over his life because 79, there's a lot of debts on that road. And just, I don't know, that... It's a very scary interstate because it's very hilly and it's the, what you call it, the miles per hour is like 70, 70 miles per hour mm -hmm. and it's, it's very fast and if you're on hills and all of that, it's scary but when you know that you have God on your side and that you have the protection of God in your life, then he will protect you. Right, yeah, God does protect you. So we just wanted to jump into this. If you don't have anything else, we're going to jump into these three points that we wrote down. That'll protect you from any sickness or disease that comes against your home. 
Point number one. Don't play on the defensive. God called us to heal the sick, not to be sick. God didn't call you to be sick. God called us to heal the sick. Do you have that scripture? I can turn to it right. quickly. We're just going to read out of Matthew 8, 1 through 4. Verse 1 says, When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer... Offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Yeah. Understand this. Leprosy was a contagious disease and it was unhealable. It was a plague during that time. If you got leprosy, you had to leave the camp and no one could see you. No one could come near you. You were outside of the city. There is nothing you could do. But here's Jesus touching the man with leprosy. He wasn't afraid of it. He wasn't afraid of him catching the disease. Once he touched the man, he was instantly healed. God has called you to heal the sick. You can see that the disciples did this as well. It said that that people lined up, people along the streets. That way when Peter walked by, their shadow might fall upon him and it it would heal them. You know, this is power that we have as a believer. You know, God has given us a power. God has given us authority over sickness and disease, and there's no reason why we should fear it. There's no reason why we should have to worry about it, because God has given us power over all sickness and disease. The Bible says, greater works you shall do. And then we were filled with the Spirit of God, and then we are anointed to see the captives broken, to see sickness and disease leave our midst. The Bible says, healing is the children's bread. He wants you to be healed, and not only wants you to be healed and be in fear of something, he wants you to overcome that, and he wants you to use this as an opportunity for you to touch new people, to touch unsaved people that may have something. I mean, think about it. If this disease breaks out, what could one Christian do? If he has the fire of God living inside of him, it would be a testimony unto this generation that the power of God is real. When miracles start happening, when signs, wonders, and miracles follow, things are going to begin to change. You know, if we went out and started healing sick people now, there's going to be a difference. People will get saved because there is a real power, and it lives inside of you. You don't have to be afraid of it, and you don't have to be on the defensive. Thank God for your healing. Thank God for the protection. But we should not be worrying about and praying that, oh, Lord, please keep me in good health. Please keep me in Psalms 191. He already promises you that. He already promises you long life. He already promises you help. So thank God ahead of time for it and then go to work. Don't sit around and continue to pray, Lord, give me protection. He already has given it to you. Just believe with your faith and thank God for it. And that's the thing. You have to switch it around and not just sit on your butt and just say, Oh, Lord, just heal me. Just Mm -hmm. protect me from this. No, the word of God says you have that. So you remind God of his word. You speak the, yeah. the word of God into existence. You speak the word of God forth because that's the most powerful thing. The word of God says, even in Hebrews 4.12, it says the word is active, that it is living, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And so even with that, you have to speak the word of God over your life. You can't just be in the offense and just think like, oh, I need to just... 
I don't know, just heal me, Lord, just do this for mm -hmm. me. No, thank God that what his word says is true yeah. and that it belongs to you. Yeah. Even in, I think in the book of Psalms, it says that the word of God is our inheritance. So whatever the word of God says, it's our inheritance. Mm -hmm. But it's your duty, it's our duty as Christians to go and dig deep into the word of God. Because if you, ever, if you don't ever know what your inheritance is, you can never receive it. I could have... A million dollars waiting for me that is my inheritance but if I never know about it if I never have revelation about that money that's laying for me I will never have access to it I will never tap into it because yeah. I've never I don't know about it but if you know the Word of God and right. if you dig deep into the Word of God that's what you do you speak it out and you thank God mm -hmm. for his healing power you right. thank God for his protection we'll go ahead and move right into point number two it sounds like you're already there so point number one don't play on the def defensive. Point number two, make healing a revelation in your own life. I can turn to Psalms if you want to keep on talking. Psalms. Or Isaiah, my bad. Not Psalms. Make healing a revelation in your life. That's You can read the word of God and it can just be word on, words on pages. Or you can have the revelation of it. And that's what you need. You need the revelation of um, the word of God. Because if you don't know, you can... The words can just be words on the page. The Bible can just be right in front of you and you can read through it and read through the whole story. But mm -hmm. if you never know what it actually means in your life, you will never put it into action. Yeah. Just like the what I was talking about earlier, you can have a, you can have um a million dollars laying there for you as your inheritance. You can that is that belongs to you the, the word of god is our inheritance it belongs to me but if i never have revelation of it i will never have right. access to mm -hmm. it you want me to read this yeah 53 isaiah 53 5 but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities upon him what upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed yeah, and other versions say, and by his stripes that we are yeah. healed. That's what you speak over your life. Mm -hmm. That by his stripes that we already have been healed. Not that we will be healed. We right. have been healed. Yeah. And that's a promise for right. us. Right. So we don't have to pray, God, heal me. God, do this. But already, ha You already have it. Once Jesus died on the cross and once he rose again from the dead, he's already given you healing in your body. You just have to access it. He's already given you healing. You just have to tap into it. Yeah. Whatever's going on in this world, it does not have to hit you. No. It doesn't have to hit your home. It doesn't have to hit your life. Whatever comes near you does not have to be stay there. Because you have the blood of Jesus Christ over your life. You have the blood of Jesus Christ covering your door. If you're saved and you've received Jesus Christ, the blood of the Lamb is over your life. And you don't have to fear anything. So begin to make that a revelation in your life. Know scriptures. Know the word of God. Know what God has for you. Because if you make that a revelation in your own life, you're going to see it. You have to make something a revelation. Make healing a revelation. Know what the Bible says in your circumstance. And as a believer, you never have to fear any sickness or disease. I fear no sickness or disease coming into my home. I fear nothing coming into my home because it's not welcome here. It's not welcome because I have the blood of Jesus Christ over me. You don't have to fear it. Your home is protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you may be asking, how do I get revelation of the word of God? 
in Ephesians 1.17, it says, Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in your knowledge of God. That's the, that's the key right there. It says, Ask God, the glorious Father, so that he can give you wisdom and insight or wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. You may know the word of God better. The word of God is God in scripture and whatever this is, you need to, the how you get to know someone is if you, when you spend time with someone. I don't know my husband if I, I will never know who he is, what he likes if I'd never spend time with him. So it's spending time in the presence of God and communicating with him in mm -hmm. prayer and reading the word of God. Everything that the word of God is, is him. It's his true nature and his characteristics. But if we never read it and if we never ask God for the spirit of wisdom or revelation, we will never gain that. And I remember even starting out as a Christian, I used to just go through the scriptures and just read because I just thought like that's what I needed to do as a Christian. But then I began to um, learn that, no, you have to have revelation of the word of God because it a scripture can be, mean something for you at a later time. Mm -hmm. it, it is all according to what you are going through in life at that moment. God will give you certain revelation for that. So even in Ephesians 1.17, pray that God will give you the spirit of revelation spirit of wisdom and revelation as you read the word of God that's what I do every time before I read the word mm -hmm. because I need to have revelation if I'm just reading it to read it it means nothing to me it would just be words on the paper but when I pray that God reveals that thing to me he reveals the word of God to me and it's mm -hmm. powerful yeah. because you can put that into operation in your life mm -hmm. yeah make God's word a revelation so you can use it. It's a weapon. If you don't know how to wield a sword, you'll never be good with it. Yeah. You can have a weapon, but if you never know how to use the weapon, it's like people that don't know how to shoot guns. I may have a gun, but if I never gone out and shoot it, then I'm not going to be able to hit my target. I'm probably not even going to know how to load my weapon. But once you know how to use it, it becomes a deadly force. You have to know what God has given you. You have to begin to know what the Bible says in your situation. Yeah. Know your weapons. Know what the Bible says over your life. You have to have a revelation of the Word of God. If I, don't ha if I have a pistol, again, if someone breaks into my home and wants to murder my wife and me, and I don't know how to use the weapon that I have, it's not going to mean anything. I have the resources, I have the means, but if I don't know how to use the weapon, then it doesn't do anything. But if I know how to use the weapon, it's a deadly force. And now he's scared. So know how to use the weapon. You have more power than anything else on this world through the word of God and through the blood that's over you. But if you never make this a revelation in your own life, it'll never have any benefit to you. Yeah. Have a revelation of the word of God. Amen. And then our third point is realize that the Holy Spirit that lives in you is greater than it. Even in, um, I, I will turn to 1 John 4, 4. And it says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Mm -hmm. And this is a point for Christians. 
when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you received his Holy Spirit in Acts, um, in the book of Acts. That's when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. And now that the spirit that lived in Jesus Christ now lives in us. And even in the word of God, it says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in us and it quickens our mortal body. Mm -hmm. And so we have that spirit of God in us. And so even in 1 John 4, 4, it says that greater is he that lives in me than he who lives in this world. Than anything that lives in this world that might stalk in the darkness, mm -hmm. any sickness, any disease. The Holy Spirit that lives in us is greater than any other thing that mm -hmm. might come against us. Yeah. I'm going to read uh, Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to start at verse 1. I'm skipping 2 because okay. it's kind of the same thing. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. It says you have been raised with Christ, so seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. You are seated with Christ. You are above this world. You are above the things in this world. Listen to this next part. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Do not keep your mind settled on the things of this world. For you have died and you are risen with Christ. Oh, I love that. You have died and you are risen with Christ. Yeah. Nothing can harm you. Do not set your mind. The Bible says, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about the food you're going to eat. For I will provide that. So if the Bible even says in here, do not set your mind on the things of this world. Do not be concerned with it, what everything else is going around you. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on the Word of God. Set your mind on what the Bible says about you. Because that's what matters. Don't set your mind on the things that are... You know, you can get so sidetracked if you watch every little thing that happens in this world. This world doesn't know where they're going. I mean, they're so distracted by every little thing that hits the media. I mean, think about it. If you got caught up in every virus that hit... You know, in 2018, it was the bird flu. I mean, you have so many things that will just sidetrack you from reality that aren't real. You have to begin to say, what does the Word of God say about my situation? What does the Bible say about my situation? Do not set your eyes on these things of the world, but set it on Christ. For you have died and you have been risen with Him, seated with Christ. You are above the things of this world, according to the Word of God. Not that is not real, because I think you said that things that are not oh, in no. reality, because it is. Yeah, it is a reality, is a but reality. it doesn't have to be your reality. No. It doesn't have to hit you. And I, I like, I'm going to go back to Psalms 91, because I like where it says that. Where does it say? A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 mm -hmm. at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Yeah. It will not come near you because you have the blood of Jesus Christ. You have the Holy Spirit that lives in you. But you have to be on the defense side. You have to be the one that says, no, it's not going to affect me and my family because I have the what the word of God says. It, it's mine. It belongs to me. It's my inheritance. And mm -hmm. what the word says is the ultimate truth. I don't care what's going on with everyone around me. It can, it maybe affect my family or whatever, but mm -hmm. 
not that I don't care, you know, not that we don't care about our family, but right. you have to have the revelation for yourself, for mm -hmm. your own family, and say, no, it's not going to affect me. I don't right. care what happens to every person around me. Mm -hmm. It's not going to touch me and my family. Right. And it's not like we're saying don't care about people. We're saying, yeah, that, but this is why we're teaching this. You want to be able to operate at a level where you can actually heal people and touch people with the power of God. But you have to have a revelation that this doesn't have to affect you. You don't have to worry about sickness and disease. Because I can tell you, if we had family members that weren't as strong in the faith, and they had caught something, we would go see them and we would pray for them in a heartbeat. And then I'd expect that thing to be gone by sunrise. Yeah. There's no reason why that sickness has to be on my family. There's no reason why things have to be connected to your household if you, if you follow what the Bible says. Because you have the blood of Jesus over your home. Yeah. You have the blood of Jesus over your life. So don't let the devil beat you around like you're some rag doll. Take authority over it. Amen. God's given you power. God's yeah. given you authority. So know what the Bible says. Yesterday I, um, I called my grandma because I call her a lot to just talk and just check up on how they are. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, the coronavirus. And if grandma, if you're listening... I'm not talking about you. I'm just, yeah. It's just a testimony of like where my faith is. And she was like, did you, like, do you hear what's going on with the coronavirus and all that? I was like, yeah. She was like, it's scary. And I was like, no, it's not. I was like, Grams, it's okay. I have God that protects mm -hmm. me. And I told her he protects you too. Because I pray that they came here, they received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So now they have the Holy Spirit living mm -hmm. in them. They are a child of God. And so because of that, they have the they when they are in covenant with God, you have the blessing right. and the promises of God. So I told her, yeah. you don't have to worry. It doesn't matter what's going around, um, going on with everyone around. I told her, God is your protection. Yeah. And it was just funny, and she was like, yeah. I was like, it, it's sad to see it affecting other people, but I told her, it's not going to affect you. It's not going to affect me and my family. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay. But I thought it was just kind of funny, like because a lot of people are just getting um, fearful mm -hmm. because of this virus. And it's if you're a Christian, it's nothing to be afraid of because you have a greater power that lives in you. Mm -hmm. You have the word of God. You have everything that you need to be an overcomer. Romans 8.30, um, is it Romans 8.37? That it? we are more than conquerors? I think so. In the book of Romans 8, chapter 8, it talks about us being more than conquerors through Christ who loves mm -hmm. us. We are more than conquerors. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that we're conquerors. And conquerors is just someone that who goes in and wins that battle or wins that game. No, we're more than that. So what does that mean? It means that Jesus already has won that victory so now all you have to do is just walk that out and just gain that prize that jesus won for us mm -hmm. and his prize is everything that his, his word says it's healing it's deliverance it's prosperity it's salvation it's everything that the word of god says you now can obtain that prize because jesus has died from it and i i love um i don't know who it is um that 
kind of gave this example about a boxer going in and he goes in and he gets beaten up and he gets up comes home with a bloody nose but he won he came home with a check and the wife stands there and is just receiving that check as it's as if it's her own and he she's like thank you for the money but he went out he had to go get a bloody nose he had to fight the fight and all she was was there to receive that money receive that check in and that's what we are we have to have the revelation that that's how we are as christians mm -hmm. jesus died on the cross he he won that victory now we have to all we have to do is stand and just receive everything that he yeah. has for us everything that he promises us mm -hmm. right. that's so powerful yeah it is yeah i feel like we could go on yeah hi mom <laughs> but even with that um just gonna go over the the three things. Number one, don't play on the defensive. Number two, make healing a revelation in your life. Number three, realize that the Holy Spirit lives in you is greater. And if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you wanna we wanna give you an opportunity opportunity today mm -hmm. Romans 10 9 says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he has been risen from the dead you will be saved that's all you have to do is confess that mm -hmm. Jesus is Lord yeah. and you will be saved and even John three sixteen, it says that for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall shall inherit eternal life and so even with that if you have never received jesus into your heart today i want you to repeat this prayer after me say dear lord jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins wash me cleanse me i confess that jesus is lord and i believe in my heart that he has been risen from the dead i am saved i am redeemed I am filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Amen. And even with that prayer, that just, it was a prayer um, that you have been saved. And so if you said that prayer with us today, please message Zaydor I'm on Facebook Messenger or um, even on Instagram, wherever you have us on the social media platforms, please message us. We want to send you a gift to thank you for praying to thank you for praying that prayer with us and mm -hmm. we want to encourage you in the Lord every Saturdays we'll be on um, Facebook live so that we can encourage you in the Word of God and yeah. and build your faith and we want to get you into a church near you to help build your faith yeah because it's important to be in a church of yeah, in the house of God so yeah contact us uh, if this word hits you today and you felt like you got something from us, please message us. We'd love to hear from you. And also, if you know someone who, who would benefit from hearing this, please share it. We're wanting anyone and everyone to hear this because it's something that a lot of people worry about, but it's something they don't have to. So please, if this touched you today, we would like you to um, share it or send it to someone who you feel like it would encourage. So um, other than that, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Love you guys. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye.